and welcome to episode 412 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. My name is Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the comic series Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the man who, well, he's a sunglasses in the living room kind of guy, it's Tony Esmond. <laughs> they're not technically, they're meant to be those glasses you're meant to wear when you do a lot of screen work. Uh, you, what do you mean? They cut down the blue light. Yeah, that's oh, it. Right. Yeah, that's what they're for. Yeah, although I do look fucking cool as shit. Yeah, you um, did look like Roddy yeah. Piper from They Live. <laughs> or um. covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, ain't daddy's little boy no more. Uh. Well, keep that to yourself, Dan. Yeah, anyway, okay. welcome to the show, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> as a lesser known They Live quote there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, welcome from to the, the show. Web. And uh, <laughs> from the dark web, which is where most of our listeners come from. No, 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 of course not. If you're listening to this show, we love you very much, and you love comics. Yeah, and uh, yeah, got a cracking got, episode coming yeah, up. Yep, yeah, we've got a fun little interview with uh, Jordan Plosky. Uh, Who I'd like he, to put it out there. I apologise for fucking both the date up and the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it was solved by me sitting whilst walking the dog, sitting on a log in a field, trying to email Jordan with times. <laughs> <laughs> it all came out in the wash and the interview came out fine again and, and he, was, he was a fucking gent about it yeah. Uh, yeah yes so if you want to find out more about um the crowdfunding platform zoop and because we've talked about it a couple of times but it was a chance to actually sort of find out what it's all it's about it's a bit different man it's yeah. a bit different it's, it's yes it's an interesting combination i think people when they hear about it will think oh i like yeah. that idea yeah. you know what i mean whether yeah. whether it be from the creator side or just the person who's pledging on stuff um, I like the idea of a bit more curation of quality. Yeah. You know what I mean, because uh, there was a real sort of, I, I could feel the concentration, as you were saying, curation of quality. Of quality. That's, that's quite a mouthful, yeah. isn't it? Well, a fucking comic yeah. got green lighted on Kickstarter, and it, it was completely not a paid plagiarized from a, a previous <laughs> <It was> campaign. <laughs> that was mad. Everything lifted. So, how did this get through? Yeah. It was on its way to getting funded. Yeah. Oh dear. Took anyway, us ages to get authorized or verified this time around as well. In fact, we were late putting our project out because it took ages. When look, things like that look, just fucking seem to sail. We we'll put all the ranting after the interview, yeah. James. Okay. Come on. Fair enough. Come on. There's nothing but positivity. Now. You know, you don't get ranting, Vince. Where? Comic House. Yes, our lovely sponsors, um, <laughs> who are still sponsoring this madhouse. They are an indie comic marketplace that loves indie comics as much as we do. And you do, because if you listen to this show, you're probably here with for the um, comic content, because this show actually has some. It's not just this nonsense for 90 minutes. Um, there's a huge selection of titles on the Comic House database, and if you self-publish, you can list your book on there as well. It's another avenue to get your work out into the world, as is the app. Digital comics are far and wide, probably what a lot of people are reading these days. Um, yep. Whether you've got a webcomic that's been collected or whether you've got old PDFs of some of your old work, maybe collecting dust on a hard drive. I don't think that's what happens to digital files, Vince, but never mind. But if you've got those files, I don't understand that world. then you can put them on the Comic House app. And uh, it's another avenue to get your work out there. Um, and it's a brilliant way to read comics. I mean, I, I like to save a, a few up and then like have a little bit of a Comic House binge. Don't you, gents? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Jump on one and read a load. Yeah. And there's all hmm. kinds of stuff. Guests, past, present, future. Even us, we've got work on there. So definitely yeah. to find out more, there's a 14-day free trial for it. It's basically like Netflix for comics. Subscription service, £3 a month, and you get access to 
So many brilliant independent comics that's being added to all the time. So to find out more, go to comichouse.com and thank you to them, as always, for supporting the show. Yeah, good lads. Speaking of show, let's actually get on with the, the meat and potatoes. No fucking around. Uh, or if, uh, you, if you're not, what, what's, a, what's a good uh, replacement for the meat in meat and potatoes, Tony? Because you're a vegetarian. Uh, nut roast. Let's... Uh, uh, you let yourself into these things. <laughs> <all the time. laughs> um, <laughs> Roasted nuts. Yes. Yeah. Uh, enough. Enough of these nuts. Let's. No, I can't even get the train back yeah, on train track. Working, yeah. So while I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing, and while my brain's trying to get get this show working again, you need some brilliant comic content. So, how about a chat about Zoop? Okay then, it's quite an exciting one this week, as yeah. we're, we're joined by the man and the creative genius or the mastermind behind uh, something we've talked about quite a few times on this show, especially recently. Yeah. That is Zoop, and that man is Jordan Plosky. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me, and thanks for those kind words. I don't know if any of them are true, I'm just the guy <laughs> dumb enough to try to make this happen. <laughs> No, it's, we find no, it really totally interesting, true. man. And some yeah. of the books what you've been putting through to us, fucking class, amazing. Yeah, 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 really good. So we'll just we'll just get right into it um, yep. to begin with. For those who people probably thought, if, if this is your first episode, welcome everyone. But you're probably thinking, what on earth is this Zoop? So take it away. What is it? Yeah, uh, th- yeah. Thank you for the opportunity to kind of like reach out and, and oh, explain. Pleasure, it, oh, pleasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, but yeah, Zoop. Uh, so. People are probably very familiar with crowdfunding right now. It's kind of one of these hot up-and-coming markets, specifically in the world of comics. A lot of creators are turning to it, maybe even perhaps turning away from traditional publishing models. Um, most people are very familiar with Kickstarter. Kickstarter has sort of become yeah. synonymous. It's like the Google. You know, I'm going to Google something. I'm not going to go to my search engine. I'm going to go to Google. So Kickstarter is sort of that in the world of crowdfunding. Kickstarter is almost shorthand for all the platforms, kind of, for some people, isn't it? I think, you know. It is, uh, and... It's yeah. definitely one of our uphill battles, um, you yeah. know, so so because we are a competitor to Kickstarter, we are another crowdfunding platform. Um, the big difference between us and, and Kickstarter, though, is that we're full service, uh, or I should I should say we offer two models. One is our sort of apples to apples with Kickstarter. The other one is our full service. Uh, or I should say our full suite of services uh, for creators. And that that is everything from running the campaign on Zoop to we can act as your campaign manager. We're your in-house marketing team. We handle the printing and fulfillment. Um, and when I say printing, it's also manufacturing. So if, if you know, we've done puzzles, we have a tarot card uh, campaign okay. that's coming up. We've done pins and bookmarks and art prints and posters and, and all of that stuff. So we, we have relationships with vendors um, and we are essentially we do all the heavy lifts for creators who just want to either write or draw and they don't want to package, you know, hundreds of packages or figure out how to, you know, calculate shipping for all this stuff. We sort of just take that, that you know, that heavy lift off their plate and they now have this in-house, all-in-one team. So it lowers the barrier to entry for a lot of creators, specifically the ones who are doing freelance work for Marvel and DC. You know, they have maybe an art book or a sketchbook or some creator-owned stuff, but they just don't have the time to really run their campaign at the same time that they need to keep paying bills and, and hitting deadlines. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we come in to help a lot of, of creators like that. 
And I think because yeah, like, we, we would bring that up, we we took yeah. sorry, sorry, Tony, just like that, no, those sort of crowdfunding things that you mentioned, like like the the pros. We've said unfortunately a few times on this show that some professionals run these kickstarters or these crowdfunders, and they're just not delivering on them, probably because they're busy with all these different yeah. things, so they can't yeah. they can't handle the fulfilment because a lot of it yeah. is a one man band. You're packing it, you're sending it, you know, all the boxes are in your house, etc. And if you're a full time, I don't know, one of the, one of the artists for the big two, that's yeah, another, paying a mortgage. Yeah, yeah. 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 So and unfortunately, yeah. that that then is a knock on effect to possibly your professional reputation isn't it really for for a lot of these artists and writers etc it, it, it could certainly be uh for your crowdfunding reputation you know yeah. in yeah. in an, unful- an unfulfilled campaign is definitely like people don't forget <laughs> they really don't you yeah, know? Exactly. Um, yeah you know and I, I i don't look i think that people get into a campaign with the best intentions and maybe they just didn't plan properly so they're like hey this is great i just made ten thousand dollars or five thousand dollars or twenty thousand you know whatever that number is and then when the campaign's over maybe they just didn't think about those next steps maybe they didn't think about like where am i supposed to you know order 500 gemini mailers you know yeah and and then oh my god i have this spreadsheet of all the backers i don't know how to you know figure out who gets what and then they just get overwhelmed um and you know i think like most creative people when when you get overwhelmed you just tend to you know forget like oh well that never happened <laughs> and like, <laughs> you know kind of push it aside but um you know I mean, that, you, that's you're what, kind of you're yeah. kind of walking the line between being a publisher and being a crowdfunder so there is that that, that i mean that's your your selling point really isn't it that you've got this extra element to it i'm gonna guess is that right or yeah kind of i mean we call ourselves a pseudo publisher i mean we're not giving okay. advance we're not we're not paying advances we're not providing editorial which is a pro and a right. con you know because yeah. pe- some people love the fact that they don't have to jump through hoops or that they, that they get to tell exactly what story they want to tell without any mm. you know without any other in, uh input or feedback um but yeah, so like a pseudo publisher in that regard, because we do have those services that you know. And that's that can be a good yeah. thing. I mean, I, I mean, I think it's a great service, and you know, but I think it can be a good thing and a bad thing in that sometimes people do need an editor, don't they? You know, and you must not that I don't know whether this happened to you or not, but you must look at things and think, oh Christ, I wish they'd move this along, or this didn't really need another hundred pages, or you know, oh, well. Well, I'll definitely tell you when it comes to schedules. Yeah, I mean, sometimes yeah. that's been the biggest hurdle with some of our projects is not necessarily the creative and like what's on the paper, you know, what's on the page, but really, but really getting things delivered in time. I mean, for the most part, we have a really good track record of going to print and delivering, but sometimes creators just fall behind, you know, for yeah. any number of different reasons. There have been creators who have dropped off projects. There's been babies. There's been sickness. There's been you know, everything that kind of, you know, stalls. Rubbish excuses, Jordan, rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, the the thing is, it's not, you know, they're not my excuses. I'm just, (laughs) I'm the one that sort of has to deal with that and kind of, you know, in in a way act as that editor be like, all right, I I get it, you know, and, and let's, let's at least have an update for people. So they know like, Hey, we hit another road bump. Hey, you know, um, we had a family member pass away. Hey, you know, I, had to have some teeth extracted like these are all like real things that have happened you know and it's all about communication the... isn't it communication is the that's key the most important that is key, always is with this yeah. yeah it really is i mean the updates are key um you know look at the end of the day everybody we're all people right yeah. and and real real life gets in the way and for people to you know like just really take getting their comic book delivered to them when when they want it to be as like their top priority it's like and you know, like maybe you need to rethink your priorities a little bit, but you know, it, it'll come. 
like your book will arrive. That that's one of the things that we, you know, I can't say that we can ensure because again, things happen, but like for the most part, I think that we give people a sense of trust and a sense of like, Oh, it's all right. Like, it's not just this creator on his own. He has a team of people who are helping them and, and, you know, I'm going to get my book. And as long as, again, we're transparent with what's been going on, we've gotten just, you know, overwhelmingly really good feedback. And and one thing I got to tell you guys is, you know, unlike on Kickstarter, we do not have a comment section. And I don't know how frequently you guys are on <laughs> Kickstarter, but those comment sections t- tend to be, you know, they can be like I, YouTube sometimes. Can they, they can be yeah. pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they're just 85, 90% just dumpster fire garbage yeah. and trash. And it's like, why are you even on this page? Like, you're supposed to be a fan of this person. Why are you just leaving, you know, like yeah. crappy messages? Like, so we, we don't have that. Um, and, and whenever people have like an actual real question or concern, they'll email us and we take on that customer support for our clients as well. So yeah. it's really, you know, Okay, we, yeah. we, we we do do a lot on top of and above and beyond what other can, platforms do. Yeah. I can see a lot of people thinking that's a great selling point as well, Jordan. So looking, <laughs> look, I was looking at a recent one and thinking, this dude, he, he writes something on this, the comments every single day. You know, you see people do it. Yeah. But from from sort of birth to completion, how how does it run for you? Do you do you approach creators or do they approach you? Um, I'm guessing it's a mixture these days, is it or? It is. I mean, you know, when we first started, so we launched in June 2021. We're coming up right. on our two on our two year birthday. Um, when we first started, it was 100 percent outreach. Um, OK, but now, you know, we, we get referrals. We, we have, um, you know, creators who have run campaigns with us before who who are telling their friends, you know, hey, man, like this worked out great for me. I got to put my book out. I made some money and I didn't really have to do much of anything, yeah. you know, um, and, and then just when we have some high profile campaigns, like, you know, uh, it, it helps other people discover us for the first time as well. I mean, it, I don't know, you know, if you guys have been on the site, we have a campaign called yeah. full, full tilt right now. It's getting um, a lot of heat, man. Isn't it? The Jason Copeland one. Yeah. 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 But, but the point I was going to make is like, because of that one campaign, I mean, we get to see who's backing that campaign and the list of like names that we recognize, uh, you know, of from right. other creators is like, oh man, this is awesome. And for them to see like, oh, this guy just put out a campaign and it's like nearing $40,000. If he can do yeah. that, maybe I could do that as well. And and because of, again, campaigns like his and Jorge Molina's, like, you know, we, we get inbound inquiries now from other creators. So it is a mix. Um, but certainly, you know, I was just at a, at a show yesterday, you know, walking artist alley and having conversations with more artists, you know, okay. trying to, trying show to bring did you them go onto to? the page. Uh, so I'm in Southern California. This was a show called Comic-Con Revolution in Ontario, California. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Good. Good show. Yeah, great. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll be at Heroes Con in June. We'll uh, at I was at Heroes last year. I won't be there this year. Oh, that's a show. Oh, okay. Bummer. That's a good uh, show, man. Great show. It, it really is. I mean, for me, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Like there's just <laughs> like tons of, you know, high profile creators who are all there, who some of them have decades of work under their belt. They may not realize that they're just sitting on content. And I, I, I don't mean to say it like that. I hate using the word content, but, they're, you know, yeah. they're sitting, okay, yeah. sit, they're sitting on projects that maybe the rights reverted back to them from 25 years ago or something like that. And they have all the files. It's like, Hey, let's get another bite at the apple. You know, maybe, yeah. you know, slap a new cover on and you don't have a lot of work that you need to do. Let's re-release this thing, make you some extra money, you know, some bound yeah. money that you never were going to make any other way. 
Yeah, there's a lot know, of companies that sort of, you know, there's a lot of, for example, someone like First Comics or Eclipse or Kamiko or something like that. There's a lot yeah. of content there, isn't it, that just doesn't get reprinted. You can't find it unless you dig in a back issue box. But there's a lot of stories there that I'd love to see reprinted. Yeah, well, the definitely. Problem, the, the problem with, with stuff like that is like not knowing who the rights holders are, not knowing yeah. who to approach specifically for things like that. Like, you know, mm. I don't know who owns Kamiko, uh, you know, like. Or yeah, Kamiko is a weird example, isn't it? I think there's a number yeah, of lawsuits yeah. around that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, you know, it, it makes it difficult. You know, what there, there are other imprints, you know, older imprints that have, you know, since gone away that, you know, we're trying to like figure out, <laughs> you know, at least on a maybe title by title basis, like how can we get the rights to some things? Not necessarily us, but I mean, like, how can we figure out who has the rights and if they're interested in doing a reprint or, you know, a, yeah. a prestige edition or just like some some new format that the, con- that that you know, the, the book hasn't ever been in before. Yeah, yeah, no. I was I was looking at um, Maggie the Cat and Shaman's Tears from Mike Grell the other day, which almost made it onto Kickstarter, and then they got pulled. So I don't know what's happening with that sort of thing. Yeah, no, I think there's a market for it, definitely. But the, the other thing that you hold that Kickstarter doesn't perhaps hold is you have, I've, I've seen you refer to it on your side as an a la carte checkout system as well. Did you want uh, to explain what that was? Yeah. Yeah, a- absolutely. And and we think that this is a benefit for creators and backers or supporters. Um the 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 reward tier system on kickstarter was probably cool and innovative when it came out you know 12 years ago and it made a whole lot of sense for crowdfunding but now with the rise of e-commerce and everybody you know just buying exactly what they want whenever they want you know just think of amazon prime basically um you could go on there and you say all right i need two of those one of those uh throw in a couple of those into your cart and check out and then you're done the same could be said for Zoop. So you can go onto our page and instead of going through reward tiers where you're now you're reading through like a, a bullet pointed list of 12 to 20 items and not even like wanting half of the things that are in that list. But, you, you know, the thing that you really do want is in there. And now you have to pay, you know, an extra 50, 120, you know, however much extra to get the one thing you really wanted with all the other like stuff that's like crammed into that that reward tier with us. We just offer everything on its own. So we have our rewards, we have add-ons, and you could kind of mix and match and put together as as a backer exactly what you want to buy and exactly how you want to support the creator. So you're not overspending on things that you don't want just to get like the one or two things that you actually do want, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. And that continues post-campaign as well, a bit like Indiegogo does, doesn't it? Not at the moment. Right, um, okay, right. But yes, you know, we, we do, we definitely have our eye on how do we continue sales after a campaign um, so that a, we maintain that sense of urgency during the campaign, right? Cause that's kind of the, the ultimate goal is to make sure, make it an event, give people a reason to back the campaign during the campaign, as opposed to like, oh, well, as soon as it's over, I could still go buy it anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so we're having a lot of conversations about how to properly approach that um, so that we still get to make the campaign an event, uh, create a sense of urgency. But then how do we also make this this book, this project available to people who may have missed it or, you know, give that creator sort of an evergreen place to just have like a long, long tail sales on their project? Yeah, I think that can be important sometimes. I think cause no matter how much you spend, and we don't always spend our time on social media, you'll miss yeah. a project, won't you? I, was just, I just noticed that you had a project resolution with Ron Mars and Andy Lanning, which I never saw. You know, and uh, right, and we're we're fairly busy on you know not on social media but online. Yeah, um, trying to keep it nice to get it, don't we? Yeah, mm. yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, and that's that's an interesting example because that was one of our very first campaigns, um, and that was one where we've had to be very uh, transparent with backers because it's taken an incredibly long time uh, to right. actually, you know, get produced and and fulfilled. We're we're in the printing process right now. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we had actually done something with them because it took so long. Uh, we reopened the campaign for sort of like a final order cutoff type of thing because right. we had our initial backers and, and the campaign did great. I think like 23,000 or something or 22, 23,000, if I remember off the top of my head. But then it was like, well, that was one of our first campaigns. We definitely didn't have the visibility that we have two years later. You know, maybe we could pick up some more backers, get these guys some more funding and just say, hey, you know, for anybody who missed it, we're going to go to print. We just need our numbers to kind of like finalize what our print run is going to be. This is your last chance. And we reopened it for another two weeks. And I think we did like another 1500 or two grand on it. So uh, that know. may be where I was mistaking the fact that you, you could buy after the campaign. Because I think, did you uh, do the same with Nick with Nick's book as well, did you? We did for the yeah, same reason, right. because it yeah. took so long to produce. You know, he his campaign ran in April of 2022. So we're, you know, we're, we're talking with printers, I'm not talking with printers now, but I mean, like get, you know, final files are, are being completed and everything and, and yeah. headed in, into print right now. But it was, it was the, the same thing. Um, his campaign is our highest grossing campaign to date so far. I think we we're at 204,000 originally, maybe okay. we're at like two, 200 and I, I should, I should double check. I, I'm not sure what we did. Maybe we're at like 210,000 now, because again, we reopened his for, for two weeks as well. Yeah. And I think the good thing with people like Nick as well is that they're prepared. They don't just similar to Kickstarter that, and that's where you walk the line is I, I speak to a lot of publishers and, you know, work for a publisher and they always say that a book will sell if the creator throws himself in to help with the, you know, assist with promotion. And I think because you've got both going on, you're promoting it, but also these, these, these creators are throwing themselves into it as well. You know, I mean, Nick was great with us, you know, it's one of yeah. our favorite guests, you know, Nick, um, Nick, yeah, Nick is a shining example of how to heat up your audience and engage with them well before the campaign. And that makes all yeah. the difference in the world. And the thing that people need to understand is just putting your campaign on a platform doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be successful. Yeah. You know, the majority of creators that we work with have somewhat of a fan base and it's it's really like imperative on them to tap into that fan base because we, we can we could bring icing to the cake, but we can't bring the whole cake, you know, like the, these yeah. creators have to yeah. bring their fan base. And then, yeah, we, we could, we, we could provide that additional 15 to 20% that Kickstarter also brings in a, in a different way. Um, yeah. ours is, ours is through more, um, uh, what would be the word like aggressive promotion versus Kickstarter just saying like, well, we're Kickstarter and people just discover your books, you know, yeah, we're, we're basically, Kickstarter basically a shop a shelf on they? you know, it, essentially it. Yeah. in a, in a way. And, and I get that because eventually that's what, that's what we intend to be as well. Yeah. Cool. do you think as well? I mean, I always think that what the advantage that Kickstarter has over Indiegogo is the fact they've got an app sometimes. Uh, is that something you're going to do? Do you think Jordan or uh, do you guys use the Kickstarter app? Yes. Yeah, I can't. As, as a creator, I, 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 I know as a creator. Yeah, Tony, you've you've used it quite a few as times. As a creator and a punter, yeah, I've used it 
Yeah. As so yeah, right. So as a creator, you use it to kind of like you know measure your stats on the back end while you're maybe not by your computer. But does anybody actually buy? I so on the creator side of things, it's an interesting proposition. Um, okay. On on the the supporter backer side of things, I don't really know anyone that is using the app to make their purchases. Most people are still very comfortable and cool using the website and the mobile website. Okay. And and uh, and that's yeah, been for the me, case the- for us as well. The experience is there's there's no for me there's no intrinsic benefit from using the app over the I have the app installed because obviously when you go to Backsync the app fires off but otherwise there's not really much in it. Uh, yeah. I, when I want to look at a campaign properly, I'll go on the desktop machine on the big screen and take a look at the details and read it through, which sometimes yeah. on the phone is a bit. Uh, okay. I suppose it's because I never spend that much time on a desktop that I could do that on. You yeah, know? fair enough. Um, yeah. Maybe that's the reason I use it a lot. Okay. I always just send campaigns home to like the the desktop over to check it out fully on a a phone. But I guess yeah, horses for courses, yeah. isn't it? I mean, we're running a campaign at the moment, and it's really useful for me to check it every fifteen minutes. Like the stock ticker, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not obsessive. It's when you get that report on a Monday. It says you've been on your phone for so many hours a day, and you think, oh Christ, I know what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously refreshing Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, well, you've had some you've had some cracking people creators, and I know mm. you messaged us um, with with a couple that you got going on, oh. there, and you hinted at them a minute ago. But Borgo Molina's big deal, man. That must be a great little land for you, isn't it? We, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's been fantastic to work with. I mean, he just right. he you know the, uh, this is <laughs> he mentioned on Twitter. He's like, I'm thinking about doing an art book. I think that might have been like his entire tweet. And that's right. all it's that's all it took for me to swoop in and be like, hey man, we should probably <laughs> talk. Like <laughs> um, and then sure enough, I mean, you know, I, I was able to explain to him what it is that we do and and it all sounded good to him. And, you know, I mean, it, he he funded the campaign within five hours. I mean, I think he's already sold out of like anything that has to do with original art on his campaign. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So now it's just about, you know, continuing to spread the word and sell as many books as possible. But I mean, I think we're at seventeen, pushing eighteen thousand dollars so far. Um, the campaign just launched on Wednesday. We're we're talking now; it's a, a Sunday. So nice, yeah, yeah. You know, he he's doing fantastic. We have another campaign that's coming up. When does this air, by the way? Uh, be tomorrow. Hmm. Okay, so this coming week, uh, we have a campaign launching um, called Stardust: The Super Wizard. Uh, oh, yeah, Stardust. I've read about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, this is this is a pretty cool thing. So Stardust is this character from the '30s uh, who's now a public domain character, which is why they're able to do this. Um, who's become a bit of a sort of indie underground comics darling, hasn't he? In a weird way, very yeah. much so. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, there there have been some reprints through Fantagraphics uh, in the past, but yeah, yeah, there is a there is a cult following specifically from I mean, some really big big name comic creators. So there is an anthology being put out spearheaded by Van Jensen, who's written for DC and Valiant and done some indie stuff on his own as well. Um, He's got, I mean, the roster of creators on this thing is everyone from uh, the aforementioned Ron Mars. Uh, We have Francesco Francavia. We have a cover and some interiors by Mike Allred, uh, art by Pete Woods, Jesse Lonergan. Um, Cecil Castellucci's uh, uh, in this book, and I know I'm forgetting so many other people, but I mean, the you know, man, Francesco Francavia and Mike Allred—that's all I needed to hear. Like, yeah. you know, 
bring those guys anywhere. So, I mean, the cover is gorgeous. Uh, you could see it if you go to zoop.gg um, in the coming soon section. Um, so I'm really excited by this one. We, we have a nice amount of signups already. So I think that this one's going to do very well. Um, I think there's going to be some cool signature opportunities, some cool sketches and original art, um, potentially some jam pieces. I think the opportunity to get drawn into, into the book. So oh, keep right. your eye. Yeah. Keep your it's, eyes on it. He's yeah. a really interesting character. I know um, I work with a guy, an artist called Adam Falp, and he he's he loves that character. He's always drawing him because he's got this sort of weird appeal now, isn't he? he? To me, he looks a bit like a sort of indie comics Miracle Man. I know he comes from before that sort of thing. But yeah, Miracle, it, Miracle Man is, is sort of like what, what I think of when I see him as well. But yeah, yeah. well well before that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like very, very much before that. Um, but yeah, I think there's just something like strange and endearing about him that... Um, you know, a lot of these creators have sort of gravitated towards. And, and when Van put out the call for like, hey, would anybody be interested in doing something like this? I mean, the, the Twitter responses were like n- never ending. So uh, okay. I, think, I recall yeah. seeing that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and so I think that I think that there's going to be a really nice audience turning out for this one. Um, you How know, did you jump people- on that one, Jordan? Were you from the inception? Did Van Jensen come, come to you and say, look, I've got this or, you know, did it come to you or did you go to them or what was the sort of the dynamic of that one? So I've known Van for a little bit. Um yeah. was you know before Zoop I had another uh company another startup in the world of of comics. Uh, it was called Comic Blitz which was oh, sort of that. like yeah. yeah. Oh cool. Hmm, um Comic Blitz yeah for, so, and for those who don't Comic Blitz was essentially uh Netflix for digital comics or the Comicsology Unlimited model, right? Subscription based right. digital comics. We had deals with IDW. We ha- we had um Aspen and Zenoscope and and I, uh, nah, I'm trying to I'm remember. Say you had, I'm going to say you had Marcosia. I don't know if I'm confused. We did, that yes, that. yeah, yeah. We, we had we had Marcosia as well. Um, but we wound up selling the company five years ago. So you know, <laughs> we, the, the timing wasn't necessarily right because I mean, right now, you know, you take a look <sighs> at like Global Comics or Omnibus. Um, I think that they're really trying to step in to fill a, to fill that void left by Comicsology and whatever's going on over there. Yeah, Vince was ranting on the Messenger to us about that earlier. Don't get me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are those, <laughs> those are things. Those are certainly things to check out. This is not an endorsement because I don't know, you know, yeah, okay, really yeah, enough yeah. about them. But I just know that they're out there, you know, trying to do something. But uh, the point I was trying to make is, yeah, I mean, from from Comic Blitz, I think I had met Van. Um, and then when I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually trying to think about how this one happened, yeah. it it, it might have been we had connected before he started talking about Stardust. He had another project that he was thinking about and we were talking about that one. And then I think that kind of went away or maybe it found a publisher or something like that. And then he came back. He's like, Hey, actually I'm thinking about doing this thing, you know, and he explained Stardust to me. And then it was like, yeah, that sounds really awesome. And then when we started seeing the list of people who were like replying to wanting to be a part of the, to be a part of it. I was like, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is a no brainer. Um, but yeah, I, man, maybe I met Van almost 10 years ago now. So uh-huh, cool. yeah, we, we've just known each other for a while. And that's kind of how it, it all started with um, some of the creators that we, that we, that we launched with. Like I've no, I've also known Ron Mars now almost 10 years, you know, thanks to my other, you know, for, thanks to comic blitz, basically um, he and I were in touch regarding that, you know, in 2013, 14, 15. So um 
you know, some of those relationships just kind of like have maintained. Um, and if, if I'm not working with the people that I did know back then, maybe they're giving a referral or talking up someone else. And yeah. I mean, one of, one of our other first campaigns was a UK based guy, uh, by the name of Des Taylor. Yeah. We know Des. Yeah. He does yeah. conventions. Yeah. Yeah. Des- Sort of Des cartoony is, style to his art, isn't there? Sort of yeah, glamorous I, women. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm a huge fan. And I just reached out cold on Instagram. Um, but it, it turned out that he would he was going to print. He was just going to self publish some stuff. And he's like, well, sure, I'll give this a try. And if it doesn't work out, I'm just going to go do what I was going to do anyway. So the timing, you know, was like really fortuitous. And we did, I think, close to twenty grand. He was super happy. You know, nice. we. we he he did a bunch of sketches. I mean, he, you know, his, his artwork is gorgeous. Um, yeah. And what's cool is, I mean, because of that, like, I mean, I consider the guy a friend now. He's he, he's great. Cool. He's, he's yeah, one of the he's... nicest guys. So, yeah, um, I thought we might run through a couple of your projects, a couple of the upcoming, and a couple of the already funded that we're in, that I, you know I found interesting. Mm. Is and yeah. one of them I was going to mention, Jordan was comics for Ukraine, um, yes. which was edited by Scott Dumbio, who's the IDW dude, isn't he? I think um, he is. Yep. How did that one come about? Yeah, so uh, my partner in this, so I, I'm one of the founders. Um, I'm the CEO, but my one of my co-founders and COO, his name is Eric Moss. Okay. Uh, and Eric used to be, um, man, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to butcher his titles. So I'll just say he he used to be an executive at IDW. Right. Okay. Okay. And he and he worked with Scott and when we started zoop um not long after we launched um or i should say maybe even before we launched um john paul leone uh the nice artist fan. yeah he he had passed away um and scott and did the artist edition of winterman at the time i think that's it, that's exactly what we did yeah so right. you know scott had all of the had all of the files because that book was originally at Wildstorm. Scott was at Wildstorm right. before I, before IDW as well. And when John Paul passed away, two of his best friends, studio mates, are Tommy Lee Edwards and Bernard Chang. Yeah. And between Tommy, Bernard, and Scott, they wanted to put out this book, you know, to to honor John Paul, raise some money for his his family who he he had left behind, and none of them knew how to crowdfund none of them you know <laughs> really wanted to take on uh, a, a project like this on yeah. their own so scott and eric had connected because they knew one another and that was the first project that we had done with scott so scott brought that one our way because it went so well and we did i think one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars on that one um and the process moved smoothly everybody enjoyed working together um scott came back with comics for ukraine so when the war in the ukraine broke out Scott wanted to do something and he was, you know, he put together the the lineup, you know, there's mm. covers by Alex Ross, Bill Sienkiewicz, Art Adams, wow. Dave Johnson, you know, there's inter- there's an interior painting that I saw. It hasn't been released yet, but I saw this this painting by Joe Jusko, uh Jusko right. Jusko, um, you know, with a quote about sunflowers that, that that's the the uh the the flower of the of Ukraine and it was I was wow. like okay. it, it takes a lot for, for me to like get emotional from something on a page, you know? Okay, yeah. But yeah. I was like, this is amazing. And then um, Astro City story by Kurt Busick and Brent Anderson, a true story by 
John uh, John Lehman, Rob Guillory, um, you know Jill Thompson, Walt Simonson. Uh, I can uh, out Walt uh, Simonson's a god. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and Walt actually contributed an art piece to the Winterman Artist Edition as well. So oh, he's, okay. he's he's been a part of a couple things with us. But yeah, um, so Scott came back, you know, with with that one because he's like, all right, it went well the first time. Let's do it again. And so. Um, Comics for Ukraine again. You know this one was spearheaded by Scott, but then you know again we helped with all the marketing. We helped run the campaign, doing the campaign management. Scott has relationships with printers, but with, now we're also handling fulfillment on that as well. And I will say Scott's been great. He brought us um, some other campaigns as well. Uh, we just wrapped recently a campaign um, with Mark Nelson. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but this is the Thunderhunters one, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So he brought us Thunder Hunters. He brought us uh, Glenn Bray. We did a book called Library. So Scott's been great about, you know, singing our praises and funneling people our way. So nice. Yeah. And that happens a lot. I mean, he, he's he's a great example of that. But other other people in the industry are, you know, really helping starting to spread the word because they know that what we do is a valuable resource to creators. And, you know, they don't hate us too much so we're getting some referrals <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the uh there's always someone to hate you in comics in there there's always someone yeah. for some reason oh we oh yeah yeah look yeah, we, yeah. we look in in this environment in you know today we we have our our fair share of naysayers and and us too man our, that's how it is yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and and it's like you know our method is really just like shut out the noise yeah. otherwise you know you just kind of drown in it because like mm. realistically oh, we're man, focused yeah. Yeah, we're focused on creating something. I, I really don't have time to hear about like someone saying like, I, you know, I don't like the P in your logo. Like, you guys should die for that. It's like, all right, dude. Like, uh, you know, yeah, I'll exactly. P in your logo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. the I mean, speaking sort of bottom line, the, the craze must enjoy working with you because I'm. We hear some terrible stories about you know four percent, five percent royalty rights. I'm guessing financially, it's got to be better for these guys, isn't it? Well, I'm, what do you mean by four percent, five percent? Well, we we, we, like, we hear about certain publishers who who give a creator four percent royalty rights. Oh, you know, they get, well, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I mean, the way that the model works with Kickstarter, uh, wow, with crowdfunding, I should say, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, see, I, I even I did it. Um, yeah, it is. It, it really flips things on its head. Like without that publisher, the lion's share of the profit is going back to the creator. Mm, yeah, you know. So, yeah, it, it, if someone wanted to run a campaign on Zoop, our pricing is. Um, similar to Kickstarter. If we start adding services, we're going to take a larger percentage, but we take no ownership. So someone can run a campaign on Zoop and then go sell that, you know, property to a film studio or something like that. And yeah. they don't have, a, okay. you know, we're, we're not on the cap table. We're not, you know, we, we don't You're have a foreign piece of ownership. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and, and look, we're, we're simply getting paid for our services. But again, when these creators bandwidths are so, you know, spent already just hitting deadlines and doing their freelance work. Uh, we we've very rarely had pushback on you know. Oh man, I can our, think of a I can think of a handful, yeah. five or six you know pro creators who've gone on Kickstarter and utterly failed it at it. Yeah. Who would have succeeded had they come to you? Yeah, you know what I mean, because they've just they just stall at a certain hurdle, don't they? Sometimes these guys, yeah, you know, yeah, these mostly know, guys I'm thinking of. Yeah, yes. and especially especially if it's your first time out. You know, like I said earlier, I think that there's a misconception that just because you put it out there means it's going to succeed. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, you really yeah, do have to. Everyone hears about the successful stories, don't they? Like, oh, I funded it on Kickstarter. It'd be easy. And 
But it's it's yeah. crowdfunding is a full time sort of thing in itself, isn't it? To concentrate on, yeah. yeah. Well, yes, yes, and that's where we come in, you know, to help. But I think, that, like, this is pro tip right here is, um, the biggest thing is the promotion that you need to do before the campaign starts. And I yeah. think a lot of people forget about that. Is you have to build that fan base, cultivate that fan base, get them kind of like worked up and and excited about your project that's coming out. So I, I think a lot of people forget about that. I think that yeah, we, just, we, yeah. that we, mind, we that talk mind. about that a lot, though, Vince. Yeah. Don't we we, yeah. we yeah, say like, you know people, yeah. people say to us, "Oh, how did you sell all those comics?" You know, and we say, "Well, because we've had a we've had a, um, a podcast for fucking eight yeah. years." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how. Yeah. But with that yeah, in mind, in it. terms of the promo- promotion leading up to a campaign, just yeah. across the board, how much? is too much because obviously sometimes creators yeah. maybe think i don't want to show too much of this because it's my baby and i don't want to give away spoilers but if you don't show them people don't know so what what's your advice to you know show because we're comics you need to see the proof is in the pudding isn't it you need to see pages you need to see artwork you need to see things rather than just a promise hmm. um but how how much do you think is a good amount to sort of show people before a campaign starts so, I mean, if you take a look at Nick Patara or if you take a look at Jason Copeland, the answer is there's never too much. And right, the proof okay. is in the pudding because they're two of the most successful campaigns we've ever done. Mm. So, and, and and we look to those as the examples. Like Nick, you know, was putting out, and you don't have to do spoilers. You could do, you know, a panel. You could do a portion of a panel. You don't have to give whole pages. You don't have to give story. You know, you, you could you could be in control of what it is that you're putting out there but i think the most important thing is to continue to put things out there yeah. like a lot of a lot of creators don't want to feel like a salesman they don't want to feel like they're bothering people they don't want to feel like they're shilling their stuff sure but but like you know before before uh the comics industry i was in the music industry i and and i was a freelancer i was you know i was a musician so the, a lot of parallels a lot of similarities to the creators where you know, you're trading on your reputation. It, you're all about, yeah. it, it's all about the, the work that you've done most previously is going to help get you the next job, all of that. But it's about networking. And the thing that I would tell other musicians all the time is like, look, man, you could be the greatest musician in the world, but if you don't get out of your basement, nobody's ever going to know it. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. the same, it's the same thing with comics. If you're not telling people about it, why would you, and they, you know, if they don't find out about it, why would you expect that they're just going to pay for it? Yeah. 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 And especially you know, like we're, we're selling comics to the world now so yeah you know yeah so you so you've got a factor in time zones you may you may have told someone in the you, you may have put your post social media post or something in the morning and think you've done for the day but america mm-hmm. or the world hasn't woken up until eight hours later so you're gonna we get that with this feed don't we we get that yeah. we put something yeah. out about sort of 1 p.m we get our u.s listeners yeah that's how it works you know it's all right when you know we put it out you know, we, we advertise the podcast at like eight o'clock when people are on the train going into work. That's fine for the UK, but nobody, everyone's asleep elsewhere. Yeah, they? yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, like you guys even said, you didn't know that re- that um, resolution came out from Ron yeah. Mars, you know, until after yeah. the fact. And and look, they, they promoted it. They did a fine job of you know tapping into yeah. their social media. But yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a firm believer that there's never too much. It, if if you're running a campaign and you know. It's 30 days out of the next couple of years. Yeah, give it everything you got during yeah. the campaign and leading up to the campaign. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. You know, ask for forgiveness rather than permission from people, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've said, haven't we, like the amount of time a social media post is like live and active is ridiculously short. 
Yeah, you, can, it. Yeah, yeah. you could you could post every half hour and it still gets lost i suppose the the big elephant in the room at the moment well is is the sort of splintering and diversification of the so of social media and you know the internet itself you know mm. since we've had stuff like elon and we've had <laughs> um you know the cambridge analytica stuff and we've had the rise of you know for albeit for a short time of places like parlor you know, we've and we've had like Mastodon suddenly arrive and Hive and all these sort mm. of places. You you have to spread yourself a bit thinner these days as well, don't you? I mean, a lot of people have you know quite rightly so just ignore their Twitter. You know, we we heard that quote recently from um, from Mark Miller who said that only ten percent of um, comic fans have a Twitter account and only five percent of them read it. Um, yeah. So you know, you kind of have to. Is there anywhere else that you're finding is an advantage to post stuff? You know we've been pretty fortunate with like there's certain facebook groups uh, okay. um yeah yeah specifically that you could post in that yeah. if it if it's something having to do with that interest you know um like for example we we did a campaign with dan Pinogian, um you know incredible yeah. artist he did an art book and he had i think a piece of um original art for sale it was conan the barbarian so right. boom, you know, we hit up all the Conan the Barbarian fan pages. Yes, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, yeah. W- another great example is, is the current campaign for Jorge Molina. Um, you know, I, I hit up the original art collector pages, and I was like, "Hey, there's only like three, three sketch opportunities left." You know, um, nice. because like I, I mean, it had gone so well, and then I saw the feedback on on the page where I posted, and it was like. Got one, got one, and then another guy's like, "Ah, I was too late," and I'm like, "Oh, we could have sold, we could have sold more." But you know, <laughs> yeah. it's nice to see that, man. Yeah, I like that. I was also yeah. thinking about the sort of foreign, you know, the, you know, we often, you know, we're very insular, aren't we, around comics to a certain extent? We see the UK comic scene and we see the US comic scene, but having like now done business and been to Angoulême, for example, and um, places in Italy and stuff, there's do you do you reach out to these? I would say with an art book, it's got to be applicable, is it, to say that crowd. Um, well, it's interesting. So, I mean, yeah. internationally right now, we have two campaigns that are up. Um, if I may be so bold, you know, if you're on our page, Please do, man. Yeah. You, see, you see one called um, Murder Fucker. Um, yeah. This is, <laughs> yeah, man. All right, man. This is, this, is, this, is from, this is from an Italian This is from an Italian artist, Marco Fontanilli. Um, Looks awesome. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, yeah. We, we like it. We like him. Uh, you know, it might not be something for everybody but it, it, it's going to be a campaign that gets funded i think we're at like 85 or 90 percent funded so w- right. with a few days with a few days left you know th- those last couple days i think we'll get we'll get that one over yeah. over the hump um we have a campaign from the netherlands that's live right now as well called 5500 miles of comics um and that launched this week too we're over like 50 55 maybe 60 percent funded in the first week so you know let's see luciano vecchio uh is an artist i I think he's from argentina look jorge is from mexico jorge molina so you know in terms of international i mean we have that you know we did it we did a campaign with brian talbot um yeah you know from the uk i think we we were talking about claire napier uh earlier as well also also from the uk um paul cornell another one from the uk um we did a, a saucer country omnibus with him. Oh, it was you so, guys who put that out, was it? Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, us. Yeah. See, uh-huh. I, I, and that's the thing. Like, you know, the, one of the big things that that I, when I'm like kind of pitching us to to other creators, is like, oh, well, we did the John Paulion Winterman Artist Edition, yep. and 
you know, so someone's like, "Oh, that's you guys." I supported that. Oh, cool. Now I know who you are. You know, so yeah, because um, yeah, Source Country was Vertigo started, and then did it go to IDW or something? I think for a while and it sort well, of jumped it about image? a bit. Was it, was it, image it did. Yeah. Right. No, it, I don't think it was ever an image. It was, it was Vertigo, then IDW, and now okay. they they just put out like the final issue through us along right. along okay. with the Omnibus, so that way you could. If you collected all the single issues, you were able to get that last issue. And if you wanted the whole complete story, uh, we have a, a soft cover omnibus, right. like yeah. 400 something pages. So, ah, cool. Oh, great idea. Yeah. Just to, to cover a couple more books, that I know we've got you for another 10 minutes here, but um, yeah, yeah. What, one of the ones that are coming up soon, I noticed you've got a book. Is it 1000 by Sanford Green? He's a great creator, isn't he? Love yeah. his stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge yeah. fan of Sanford Green's art. Um, Bitterroot, I, I really only read like the first arc but i mean the art in that is just so fantastic yeah. um very different so yeah. isn't it fresh feeling yeah 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 and and so this one you know it's been on the coming soon page for quite a while um again going back to that editorial uh conversation um but yeah 1000 this was a web comic that he did i think a few years ago it's never been oh, in okay. print it's never been in print and this is through rocket ship entertainment um and rocket ship does a lot of stuff through kickstarter um, right. They and a lot of webtoon stuff. I think they have, you know, was it Let's Play? I believe is like one of the top, you know, maybe like top twenty-five or something like that. Kickstarters, um, and that's through Rocket Ship. Right. So this this one's like in partnership with Rocket Ship, um, but yeah, Sanford Green. Um, it's it's his book, I believe, written and completely drawn. Uh, there's going to be a new cover uh, for the print edition, um, and yeah, you know, just things get in the way but this is this is what i'm really looking forward to oh nice one cool and the other one i was going to say is you've you've run a couple of campaigns with benjamin morse now the scarlet twilight um which i saw come up and also is it coming soon purgatory underground is that right so well yeah purgatory underground i think is the subtitle to the book um of a character called august uh okay so cool. yeah so so yes um so ben ran I think, three i want to say three successful kickstarters um, but he found, you know, that whole printing and fulfillment was taking time away from him creating new stuff. Right. So, and, you know, he's like, I want to keep doing more. And he, he found that our services are going to allow him to speed up his timelines for creating new stuff. So we, we got issue number four, plus the hardcover for Scarlet Twilight. That's a campaign that we just ran. And that, that may have been his top grossing campaign. Um, out of all the four campaigns that he's done so far nice. and he, he enjoyed working with us. I mean, we're still in the printing and, and fulfillment phase of that one, but he had a bunch of podcasts that he was doing. He's like, you know what? I would really like, like I'm going to do August with you guys. I'd really just love to get it up there because I'm going to be doing a bunch of interviews and I want to have a place to point people. So right. I don't, we, we don't necessarily have like a launch date for August um, at this point, but it, yes. Um, you know, Ben's a great example of like, Hey, he crushed it with his last campaign and now he's coming back to do some more. That's good for you guys as well. And he trusts you to sort it out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But and we work great together. And and he's got a great fan base built in. You know, so it, it's it's a no brainer for everybody. Yeah. And the the big question, which I'm sure everyone, so a lot of our listeners and a lot of the Slack members are creators themselves. Yep. Yeah. And the big question that they've been waiting this whole interview for me to one of us <laughs> to ask is, um, do you take submissions, and how do they contact you? Absolutely. The easiest mm. thing to do is email us at hello at we are zoop dot com. Right. 
Um, the other thing is you can go to zoop.gg and on the top of the website, on, on the header, uh, there's a link that says submit your project. Okay, so and, it's, and, not, not every, it's not like Kickstarter where everyone gets through. You know, there's a, a curation system I'm guessing that you do is there or a contact back system or? Yeah, there is. And, and you know, for, the reason for that is we're still hands-on with every single campaign. So yeah. when you when you come to Zoop, whether, you know, we're providing the full services or not, we're still going to be putting together the campaigns. We're still going to be giving you a level of support. Um, we're still going to be giving you a shipping calculator. We're still going to be handling uh, pledge management, which for mm. those who are, are unfamiliar is sort of at the end of the campaign. Um, you know, when people when we have to track down people for, you know, address changes or, or failed credit card charges and things like that, we still yeah. handle all of that. And mm. the other thing I should I should actually mention is we collect all of the shipping information and credit card charges during the campaign. Okay. And why that's interesting is there's no need for surveys. There's no need for trying to chase people uh, down after the fact or you as a backer maybe missing the email for your survey or mm -hmm. like seeing it and then being like, I'll get to that later and then never getting back to it. And then all of a sudden now there's this added friction to you getting your product. So yep. we've kind of streamlined that again. You know, it's all during the campaign. So, you know. And, and because we're handling pledge management, it just makes it that much easier for creators, um, you know, to get all of the information that they need to collect the shipping information and credit card information that they need. And as a backer, I know I'm not the only one that gets pissed off after I spend X amount of dollars on a book. And then I get an email like a month or two later, like, hey, if you want that book that you just, you know, spent oh, 50 man, bucks so on, like, I need another 10 bucks for shipping. And it's like, uh, dude, so yeah, we just think yeah. that this is this is way more transparent, streamlined, and efficient for creators and backers mm. just by doing it during the main campaign. Mm. But it's also got to work for you as well, because like you say, you know, you're handling all of these things, and to some creators that maybe listen, they'll be like, oh great, someone's going to do all the work for me. Um, but they're, they're surely for you, I mean, what's like the minimum you ask of a, of a creator who's going to sign up for this? Because it's not like what? they're just going to be like, here, here's my book, do everything for me. They've got to put in the work as well, haven't they, really? Yeah, well, there's like I said, there's the two different models, right? There's the mm. sort of, you know, standard basic model, and then there's the full services model. Um, most of the time, the full service model is is we're going to be going out and kind of like selling our services to, to creators. Sometimes someone will come our way and we'll be like, yeah, like we should do full service for you. Um, the one thing that we're going to ask everybody who um submits or you know kind of like solicits and says like hey i have a project i'd like to talk to you guys about it is what we touched on earlier is you still have to promote you still have to tap into that fan base we're going to ask you do you have an email list because for those listening email is your number one tool when it comes to crowdfunding if you don't have an email list perhaps you should think about waiting on your campaign because you want to give yourself the greatest chance of success that you can have mm. Yep. And email an email has been proven over and over again to be the best tool in your arsenal for a successful crowdfunding campaign. Right. So th those are those are some of the things that like you can submit to Kickstarter and you're not going to have a human being to talk to. You're not going to have anybody to ask yeah. questions to, share any sort of strategy, advice or, you know, any support whatsoever. So, you know, some people might get a little turned off if we're like, "Hey, What's your email list situation like? Oh, you don't have one? You should probably start one. Or do you have social media? And if the answer is no, it's like, well, guys, like, you know, 
how are you thinking you're going to sell this? Because you, you're, as the creator, ultimately responsible, you know, yeah, but for bringing the crowd to crowdfunding. Mm. So <laughs> just, just everyone needs to remember that that piece of it. Yeah, we we are not responsible for, you know, ensuring your success. Mm. But like I said earlier, we could we could add icing to the cake that you bring. Mm. What's a bit of advice um, or a learning that you've had for some campaigns um, that have been wildly successful? Now, I say that thinking of like Kickstarters where someone's had a Kickstarter campaign and it's funded beyond their wildest dreams, so much so that they don't know how to handle putting it out. <laughs> oh. I mean, it happens. I don't, I don't it? understand that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the first thing I would say is if you know those people, send them my way because I'd love to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the second thing is, you know, be able to actually produce what you say that you're going to produce. If you're mm. saying that you're going to do, you know, a, a hundred remarks, mm. make sure you have time and, and the ability to do a hundred remarks. You know, yeah. if you're going to do you know, sketches or provide a Zoom meeting with people, like make sure that you actually like fulfill on on what people are paying for i mean mm. yes you also actually have to produce the book and the main product but i think it's just knowing ahead of time and setting yourself up for success in terms of like hey this is what i want to offer and make sure that you can actually you know follow through on what that offering is um yeah and, and get creative I, I think that a lot of times you kind of want to potentially do something that can if there's something that can only be done on your campaign because of who you are because of something related to the story try to find like that interesting hook that interesting angle um you know like with with axe wielder john for example i mean we did a run of a hundred little muscle men do you remember those muscle men yeah great little the fleshy orangey kind of ones yeah yeah exactly you know so that was like something cool and unique to that campaign that we were able to do and and i'm not gonna lie there were conversations about like can we sell axes <laughs> you know, can we can we get like some custom sort of etched, you know, handled axes and and I mean that that ultimately wound up not happening, but um same with Dan Pinosian, you know, he he wanted to do um sort of these these like a uh, little pocket knives because his like his brand this is is, urb is urban barbarian yeah. and he wanted to have like his logo on these pocket knives and sort of like you ever you ever see those books um maybe it's like a lego book where from from like dk and like you have the book but then the cover is sort of like an yes i know you thick mean. because because there's like uh there's a figure you know and yeah. they needed to make space for that figure so he's like he wanted to have something like that except with a knife inside i'm like i don't know if we oh can man this is great we did a we did a comic where a woman uh, like a lady prostitute in the sort of post-apocalyptic world has knives in dildos I think that's there's I don't, definitely. I don't. I, don't, I think that's no. a different market, Tony. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> there's a market for that, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. No, no, no joke. We were very far down the line with one of our projects, which I'll tell you offline about potentially selling dildos as well. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is what we'll get you on for. This is a good. <laughs> because it, because we we thought like, all right, we're going to get a little bit of a uh, traction, you know, at least turn some heads and have people talking about this, even if nobody buys it. It you know it, it's still yeah maybe a little buzzworthy so yeah, yeah, yeah 
I think yeah. I think the thing for me, the main thing, Jordan, here is you and I and all of us, we speak on the email a lot, you know, because we, we sort of come into each other's radar in the last sort of year or so. Mm. And yeah. the, the thing that comes across is the enthusiasm you have for the projects. That's the thing, as far as I'm concerned. That's what sells me most on your projects is the fact that you're a fan and you're excited by these projects. You know, I remember when you, you messaged me about the um, Molina book, you're like, fucking hell, we've got a Molina book. This is great. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I look I I very much appreciate that. Um, you know, as someone who you know, I I'm a lifelong comics fan. This is everything yeah. from like, you know, when I was 4 and 5 years old reading Archie's to like early 90s with Image and Valiant and and I mean, I I could spend an entire hour talking about the New Warriors with you. Um, cuz <laughs> that's that's my that's my jam. But um yeah. I I I can't draw. I can't write. You know, this is sort of like my contribution to Nice. The world of comics, you know, mm. so it, it's 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 what I can do, and and there's there's a thrill, there's there's a sense of pride. Like I have a bookshelf filled with projects that wouldn't have existed if it wasn't for Zoop, you know. Yeah, and there's I'm I'm incredibly proud of that, and yeah, I haven't lost that luster yet, so <laughs> I'm better that that it still comes through. Great awesome. stuff. Well, I mean, long may it continue. Definitely, um, yeah. Thank you, guys. Especially yeah, all the upcoming definitely. books. Just looks amazing. I'm already poised to pledge on. Seriously, Murderfucker is getting. Mate, I'm going straight. As <laughs> right. soon as we finish, I'm going straight. It's like yeah. death, Hell de yeah. death metal, and <laughs> Evil Dead, and uh, yes, right. Let's go. And fucking. Um, and <laughs> 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 um, but in all seriousness, it, it's it's fantastic titles, and you, and you're doing good work. So if people want to find out more about, I mean, we've learned so much already, but. You know, yeah, it's always, it's always nice for people to more. learn it for yeah. themselves. So, where do they go to find out more? Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. So, the website is zoop.gg. We're not zoop.com. That was already taken by some like tax company out of Brazil or something like that. But <laughs> uh, we are zoop.gg. That's the main website. We're on, I think, every social media platform at we are zoop. Um, and then you could email us at hello at we are zoop.com. Um, nice. yeah, nice. we, we try our best to get back to everybody in a timely manner. Um, especially, you know, regarding submissions. Um, yeah, I mean, hit us up on any social media, that email address. And it, if you're looking to run a campaign, please feel free to reach I'm out. I'm sure you'll have one or two. Yeah, people. I think you'll have some. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll guarantee it. Yeah. Um, but no, we're looking forward to more of the books, Jordan. And thank you so mm. much for popping on and talking to us. This yeah. Great, man. Cheers, great. dude. Yeah. Very much appreciated. I, yeah, thank you for asking me to be on. And there you have it, folks. Knowledge. That's a cracker. We just dropped a whole load of knowledge on you about something you didn't know before. That's what we like to do on this show. I think um, Jordan might better get some more gig storage on his uh, email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he's a big New Warriors fan, so shout out. Yeah, to we like you, that. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to all you New Warriors fans out there because. Uh, we are as well. We we're, might just might have him back on the show just to talk about New Warriors. We're talking about favorite <laughs> yeah. favorite heroes when we was growing up. Night Thrasher, even though I'm not mad at the name, I fucking love that character. That was I, a good solo it, series, yeah. Probably, you know? Yeah, I really liked Nova. I know Nova became a, a huge big thing in the Galactic Marvel Universe, but the New Warriors Nova around that time, yeah, I fucking loved mm. it. Yeah, although when I got I got a collection, you know, when you see the first um, appearance of them, his costume sort of like. Is it like a brownish and goldish sort of colour? In the New Warriors, it was. Before that, though, it yeah. wasn't, was it? When he first started, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I like the blue and gold, kind of. 
Yeah, I do as well. There's yeah. a, there was like a little core of them as well, and you could tell yeah. that <laughs> what powers they had. Yeah, it was a cracking yeah. character. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still going. Yeah, yeah. Um, as is this show. And yep. the show must yeah. go on. But thank you, you, eh? thank you very much to Jordan and the Zoop guys for um, joining us this week. Amidst all the um, palaver, sorting it out, but no, there wasn't any palaver at all. <laughs> he was a gent, yeah. He yeah. was an absolute gent. So don't be surprised if you hear us talk about more Zoop. Yeah, more so. Zoop I mean, in, in all platform. seriousness, just look at the website like, and the books speak for themselves. As as they yeah. always should, the books are always the ones that should speak for themselves. And I've already looked at a couple and thought, ooh. Yeah, I well, I'm going to definitely back in that, um, what was that, Murder Fucker? Murder Fucker, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Murder Fucker, yeah. yeah. I mean, that name sells itself. Yeah. That's a tattoo I've got yeah. already. Have you yeah. seen the art on it? No, I haven't looked it's at it yet. No, I'm just, I'm just I, done I on the, the name. I, I think the art will be right up your street, Tony. But it's got a oh, cool. oh, nice. proper sort of heavy metal and uh, monsters sort of vibe, so... Cool. Oh, nice. So you're I looking agree. through it, that whole stuff, the when you can get it and just add stuff on by clicking the tick button. That's great. Mm. Rather than the, the Kickstarter model where you've got a, you back the certain level and then you can stick stuff on afterwards. It's always a bit like this seems overly complicated. Like the one on the <laughs> yeah. is a lot more kind of intuitive. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Cool. So hopefully that we'll get more fantastic comics, which is what this show is all about fantastic comics, events, and more. And sometimes we like to shout out about such things. Speaking of which, gents, do we have any shout-outs this week? Hold your breaths. I've got a few. Oh, God. Do, um, I, really, do I need to hold my breath? <gasps> <laughs> yeah, please do. You'll die, though. Um, right. First up, thanks to everyone who backed Dirty Basement 1 and 2. Um, it's fully funded now, but we, we, we're, yeah, we're yeah. carrying on. Um, it's What we're doing on this is it's a share of the money between the creators. So there's no massive stretch goals or anything like that. The money that is accrued post printing and postage will be spread out i'm not getting it will be spread out amongst the artists on this because let's face it they're the people who do the work um so that's how we're working it so i think we're doing all right but we could do with a couple more we'd, mm. we'd love you to come and come and have it. it's it's funny and it's fun to come and have a look at that thanks to dead good media who we spoke about last week uh, with its octobriana issue they i mentioned in the review that i hadn't um i'd missed the previous octobriana with love and they've kindly sent through a digital copy to me, uh, to us. And it's also getting a second print. So it should be in comics hey, this week as well. So that's good timing. So Fantastic. have a look out for Octobriana with love. Um, big shout out to Simon and everyone who took part in the Madeline um, uh, Kickstarter and the book of little essays or remembrances of comics past. Um, uh, Simon has sent through £411.19 to the Alzheimer's nice. Society. So that's great. That's well done. Well done, everyone. Can we uh, <laughs> use that to offset our tax? I'll, I'll speak to someone about that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, big congratulations to Gustavo, the man that we have been yes. shouting about is five minutes yeah. from being picked up by the comic industry. He's working on an X-Men gig. So mm. big fucking nice work, man. About fucking time. Yeah. yeah. You know what so I mean? when you said Thought Bubble, like you should get a, an original piece of art, and you guys did. Yeah. Boom. I've got four pieces of Gustavo. They're all going in yeah. the safe. Ready for yeah. selling in about five years' time. Um, Drexler issue three from our buddy Nathan Kelly. Yes. Top dude, one of my favourite people. I met him when I was down in Charlotte. We had a fucking giggle. Um, is this is it, issue four? Is it's got a landing page at the moment and it's coming to Kickstarter soon. Absolutely brilliant series. I know you you trumpeted it from the start, didn't you? V? You found yeah, it early on. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, yeah, really, really like his stuff. Um, it also, I, I'm guessing, and I'm, I know Nathan's a, a pro. I'm guessing it'll have the the first three issues as well as catch up here. So get get on that, get on it now. Um, sign up also on Kickstarter to be notified for the launch of Bet Noir issues one to five. Um, Andrew Clemson, um, one of our valued Slack members, 
uh, it's releasing that can't wait to see it the arts by Chris uh, Wontowai Wontowai okay mm, um, yeah. Battle great, Code great covers on um, those yeah. books as well yeah Andrew mm. knows what he's doing doesn't he yeah, yeah, yeah and also a great guest on here yeah um, Battle Creek Ragnarok got sent through, issues one and two got sent through to us uh, on the review thing we've had I'm going to give it a shout out here rather than a full review because it's currently funding on Kickstarter and doing pretty well I think it's a space Viking comic um that just looks brilliant it's proper punk as fuck um it's it's funding for the second issue but you can obviously sensibly get the first issue as part of it as well yeah. i've seen the whole issue and it's got like that sort of punk aesthetic thing i'm gonna say it, it's it's written by uh adrian lipput and art by al goyo it reminds me of something that maybe jim marfood or matt harrower okay it's got that yeah. sort of feel to it maybe stefan cardicelli who i'm a big fan of on um instagram uh, go and have a look at that one. Just a couple more guys. Battle Panda 1 and 2 is on Kickstarter from our buddy Farhan Qureshi. Go back. It's got seven days to go, um, and you can experience Kai and his band of misfits as they take on the forces of the monster. That's a cracking one. Um, also, another Slack member. So you're going to get a shout-out. If you're on the Slack and you got a book out, you're going to get a shout-out. Mm-hmm. Um, Comic Scene Magazine is also coming to Kickstarter. You can sign up for the launch paid for that. Um, quick one. My last one is my copy of Private American by Mike Barron. And, and with a, a fucking gorgeous Steve Rude cover, landed at Casa Esmond this week. I'm going to read it this week. And what I've looked at it, I've just started reading it. That's how you do Vigilante comics. Yeah. Mike knows what he's doing. Sign up to Mike on Substack and you get quite a lot of sort of um, writing advice. Yeah. They're my ones, guys. Vigilante comics seem like such a go-to for like, e- everyone can relate to these characters. Like, yeah. it's just someone taking the law into their own hands because justice isn't being done forever. And like, yeah, I mean, Call me bloodthirsty if you want, but someone slit in the throat of a rapist in the first four pages. I'm fucking down for the rest yeah. of the issue, my friend. Yeah. I've got to tell you. Yeah. So, this is the hell yeah. of an issue of the Beano. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bunty's taking a change. Yeah. But, the Bunty Christmas <laughs> annual. Fuck me. This is, going, this is going somewhere. Right. I've got a Kickstarter shout. No Escape right. from Vida Futura. Uh, Sarah Miles, project creator. Heaven is a prison with a psychotic angel as guards. Isabella is dead, but she has a plan for that. That's uh, ready. He's got the launch page on Kickstarter ready to go on that one. Uh, the last time for this year, I'm going to be talking about this and giving this a shout out at least. Uh, Lawless Comic Con, 27th, 28th of May. So that's next weekend, the weekend coming if you listen to this on the Monday. Got a whole host of guests. Uh, it's the Double Tree by Hilton Hotel, Bristol. Uh, tickets are now on sale. Uh, I'd recommend buying before you turn up. Uh, I'm not sure if you can get them on door. I'd have to check on that. Yeah, I think sometimes you can't. I think they often sell out, I think, of that one, don't they? Yeah, so if you want to go, make sure you get your ticket ASAP. And uh, people keep saying to me, Dan, when are you going to do the next ACP Boss of the Week? And I'm going to answer them right now. It's uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sean Gordon Murphy. (laughs) He's uh, done like a a list of tips on how to interact with uh, readers and fans uh, in general. I think there's about half a dozen tips. And yeah. And they're worth reading. And I think the thing is, um, about maybe when we first started the podcast, maybe six, seven years ago, we got like a list of the the usual creators who like gave fans a list of how they should behave to them. And I remember we talked about it at the time and said, so this is how the creators should talk to the fans as well. Let's not be fucking weird about this. Yeah. And I just, off cut, I won't say, but off off mic, I recounted to you a story about how a creator was fucking super rude to me. Yeah. No reason whatsoever. So I think it's it's a great one, and it's it's nice that he's put that in there. Um, yeah, I like. There's I stuff, like, little like tips that you said, like if someone comes up to your table and like, I want to buy this comic, but man, I, I don't really have a great load of money. 
he said, well, all right, once I stick in a sketch, once I do X, Y, and Z, just like a little thing, just to help him push him over the line and get that sale. It's a nice little bit of advice about that and also about uh, talking Eye to Eye contact, readers. friendliness, yeah. yeah, this sort of thing, yeah. So you can probably find it online, but we've got it posted up in the ACP Slack. If you want to join that, just get in touch with us and we'll give you the link in. Cool. Boom. Nice. And that's it for the shout-outs. Um, well, I've got one shout-out. I'm not going to say the name of them. I will tell the the host afterwards. Not that they're going to listen to this, but I discovered someone on eBay that was. Um, I've I've been on a bit of a buying back issues of old Eagle comics um, to Excellent. fill some of the gaps in Good. my Stormforce collection, and I found a person on eBay that I managed to pick out numbers. They're all individually listed, but I said I gave them a message and said, actually, can I? Uh, I like it. Sa- it save yeah. save the postage and stuff. They're like, yeah, just bid on the ones you want it was brilliant i got them through in really good condition um i don't often buy too much in terms of comics on ebay but it was mm. a, such a and i wish i didn't <laughs> yeah. yeah well the thing is i'm going to send you some links uh for this guy but uh, nice. Nice work, yeah. man. have you uh how's the storm force mega collection yeah kind of well along? i i've I'm, i've got now i think i've got all of 1988 <laughs> He's um, such a nerd. And all of <laughs> 1988, which is fascinating, is is because it was they weren't always in Eagle. I think they joined Eagle around February. I need to look at the issues. Um, so then it was Eagle with like with battle, and then yeah. later on it becomes Eagle with mask. And uh, oh, Eagle, okay. you know, Eagle okay. just started buying. They they were sort of merging all of these titles with yeah. Eagle uh, over the time, wasn't it? So that so it's also sort of seeing these things is fascinating. Mm. Mm. Um, seeing that and seeing what Dan Dare's like at that time as well. Yeah, um, shout yeah, out Barry Tomlinson. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Don. You, yeah. You're going to make yourself a kind of like a mega kind of oh, scanning I, I, the artwork. I, I've, and do I've, it. I've started thinking about that again. Yeah. A book just for me that will for never personal be reasons for, only. For personal reasons, lawyers stand down. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to scan scan them in and sort of make a one-off book just so I can read it to myself without having yeah. to pull the issues out of all of the. You know. Then you say something about putting it on a disc and fucking on eBay. No, no, no. Sorry. Oh, no, no that was offline. I never that was did. offline talk. I, I never did. <laughs> Wait a minute, where, where is this? 2003. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, That's what you do. Bought, I bought one of those discs off eBay, and it turns up, and they've like printed out like the disc label and the cover. It's yeah, like, I've seen them. It feels yeah, like nineties, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! But shout out to all those uh, wonderful eBay comic sellers who are, are doing good stuff and selling co- comics in good condition as well. Yeah, which, yeah man, which is always nice. Yeah. Speaking, of I bought comics, I bought a DVD off eBay this week. I bought um one recommended to me by Dan. Yeah, it was the uh, an art Man- film, wasn't it? Yeah, Emmanuel yeah. in London. Yeah, it's Soho. Well, I saw it. Emmanuel in Soho. Soho. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a you get it right, Tom. Some Sorry. Facebook group. We talked about Facebook groups earlier, but uh, it like deals with like trash cinema. And someone posted up like, "Oh look, there's these glorious shots of Soho uh, yeah. in the 1970s in this film." And I was like, "Oh, T, mate, you fucking." To be like fair, it. that's the best bit of it. Yeah, it looks like yeah. um, Cockney Kung Fu bits of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like Cockney Kung mm. Fu. So mm-hmm. I was trying to search through because I'm sure someone would have done an art book of photography of that area at that time. But I was coming up empty-handed. Yeah, it must be something, mustn't it? Must be. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully not with me in it. <laughs> <laughs> We usually was up in one of the rooms, weren't you, T? So, That's true. I was busy. So. Speaking of being busy, it's time to recommend yeah. some uh, comics yeah, baby. to lovely people. So, uh, Tony, I believe you've got a couple. Yeah. So, you want so to top, got... top and tail us? 
yeah baby the first off uh it's gonna be quite a short one because it's not released until july but swan songs issue one i got sent it through by the artist um who i mentioned in a second easily my favorite book this year wow so now putting it out there my favorite read this year uh, for a number of reasons some which i won't, won't spoil and some which i might mention written by w maxwell prince uh writer the brilliant the ice cream man reading this prompted me <clears throat> to convert my digital copies of that series into a hardback which i've ordered he also did art brew which we talked about as well i think we talked about ice cream man when sarah was on but art brew i think was maybe four months ago i, re- I recommended um art color and cover by the mighty eisner nominated martin simmons um who sent it through to me um this is outstanding he was i was chatting to him um online He'll be at MCM next weekend, so pop down and see him. Um, and it's his first completely hand hand painted book. He just did a couple of tweaks post scanning. Um, it's it's a weird thing to say, but genuinely a work of art. I think. <coughs> Where do you see it? Um, there's no way that AI can match this sort of thing. This interpretation, no. you know. No. Um, Letters by Good Old Neon. There's a cover by Nimit Malvia and another cover by Marazzo, who's um, uh, worked on Ice Cream Man and O'Halloran. It's out of image. Um, <clears throat> it's got a different. So it's a story. It's all written by Prince, but it has a different artist on each issue and it's a different story, as I understand it, per issue. Um, I sent the cover through to you guys and I posted it on the Slack. One of my favorite covers as well this year. It It's class Martin cover and it tells a story, which the, the story beats aren't revealed until you get into the issue. So. If you look at the cover, there's certain things going on in the cover, and you then discover that they're cut, they come out in the story. Very good. Um, so it's a series of stories about endings, um, is what the um, image site tells you about. And this first story te- is a story about a world that is on the brink of destruction, and the doomsday clock is ticking down to its final few minutes. Um, Brian, who's this kid, he's sitting in a hospital, reading, believe it or not, a gardening magazine to his mum, who's dying um, and sort of plugged in. Not only is she and dying in the hospital, but outside the world has gone to fucking absolute shite. And you realise um, that the only thing that's helping her is him talking to her and reading this gardening magazine. She just likes gardening. Um, and then he realises that there's another issue, and that's where the story takes off. And I won't ruin any more of it, but he maybe has to go and fight his way through the city um, to try and find this magazine. It's the most lovely idea. you know. But it what happens is... It's not your classic zombie apocalypse. There's it, what Prince very cleverly does. He combines this sort of subtle subtextual commentary on the current world by showing it as going to shit and all these freaks out in the streets. So you get these characters who are called emotional vampires. There's an element of just, you know, unbelievable self-obsession about people who are about to die. One bloke says he's going to um, he's going to set fire to himself so that people can see him. And immediately, as soon as I read that, I thought, that's just a commentary on modern society. Do you know what I mean? Um, really, really good. There's a staircase scene. Brilliant. Amazing. And the last page, I can't say what it's about. Fucking, it'll blow your mind. It, I remember getting to it, and, and it's like lump in the throat time when I saw that final page. I thought, oh, my God. So good. Um, up, You're like this, V. Upcoming artists on the series include Casper Wingard as well. Um, nice. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Philippe Andrade. The... There are a couple more that Martin's told me I can't say, but it's this is going to be get on this. Go in your shop and pre-order this series, Swan Songs, out of image, out in July. 
this is going to be if you know if the Eisners had to have any kind of credibility left, this will be on them next year. I guarantee. Yeah, brilliant. Best thing I've read this year, easily. One songs. There you go. Nice. So the first Damn. one, guys. Damn, nice. You got? Well, I've got a couple of titles actually. I did read one of the uh, books that were sent in last week for a review. I've actually oh, had cool. some while we were thinking. I was kind of my brain was uh, talking. My brain's kicked into action about our review process, and I'll talk to you guys about that after the show because I've got an idea how we can structure that. But okay. uh, I did check out Bigger uh, by Mike Armstrong. You mentioned that, didn't you, V? Yeah, yeah. With the, uh, yeah. yeah, love that. Uh, I've read that through. Lots of fun. I didn't realise there's no text, no speech bubbles for the entirety of it. So uh, the author, Mike uh, Mike Armstrong, kind of communicates just all through the panels and through the artwork. And it's the, it's, the, the it's emotion gestures. as well, isn't it? It's what yeah. you're conveying through emotion, especially yeah. in like a... A cartoonish sort of animated style is um it's quite interesting. eight pages and there's quite a lot of punch in that mm. just from yeah. that so yeah might just want to work watch out for on, on twitter at mike underscore armstrong uh, other comments i've been reading this week you know we set ourselves the target of reading through some books for a certain time oh i've uh, started you, mine yeah have you yeah. as well i've yeah, started yeah. mine yeah i'm i'm three trades into the walking dead oh nice which i did this week it nice. ma- it is fucking flies by. I'm just reading, yeah. reading, reading. Oh, there's another one. Oh, mm. that's another one done. Mm. And uh, they're a lot of fun. That's what did you why... get that on a humble bundle? Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, just... yeah. And then stuck it on like uh, the Google Drive, and then just download a trade. It's part of the magic of that year. series, man. It really is. It's uh, it's one of those things that at first you're like, oh, how am I going to get into? And before you know it, you're into yeah. it, and it's yeah. just it's just moving. Especially when you hit the Adlard stuff because it's consistent isn't it you get that yeah. little change up after the first trade but yeah so fuck yeah. me i'm like oh, i'm just starting the prison arc when they go into the prison oh you've got a big <laughs> so, moment coming yeah and so i was like oh this is great you got what i think people often describe it as the moment of that early part of the series as well won't you see nice mm. yeah looking forward to it and i also finished off uh, nemesis reloaded which uh, me too like, man oh, man I, no spoilers at the ending. ending yeah no spoilers at the ending, but i was like oh i didn't see that coming that's amazing yeah. So uh, you get you got to get on that and read that. Uh, we, we won't ruin it. I know he's put it uh, online, but yeah, fucking hell. I bought. Talk I bought about a long those, plan. Yeah, I bought those those uh, last two issues to sort of have a little binge night. Yeah, this week, this upcoming week. Oh, we won't spoil it, man. You're it sort of ends, yeah. and then it, it sort of like you get like a uh, like the end of end of uh, credits mid like a mm. mid credit scene. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. There's some more, and then it, oh, fucking hell. It like yeah. hints at something. Yeah, it won't spoil it, but there's also a moment. You know that Miller owns the Superman cape from Reeves. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That um, I think he might have donated it to a museum or something, but I think he does own it. And I think there's a moment that you'll see as well around that. Uh okay, that makes more, yeah, more yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, if you're sleeping on the Miller stuff, I've got to get back onto. Uh, the ambassadors i've missed an issue or two of that yeah so uh yeah, i've got a couple yeah. of fight club to catch up on i think yeah. I've, I've not even started fight club so i've got magic orders fucking superb again i've not started that either so very good dude's putting out so many books mm. fucking they great just announced books as well. his, um they just announced his um american jesus series didn't they on netflix oh, yeah. boom they? yeah great oh, nice mm. yeah nice beaster uh, Yes, my one is a book from a dark horse um, called Survival. This is issue one. 
Um, this is written by Sean Lewis, illustrated by Brendan Everett, colour art by Natalie Barahona with uh, Brendan Everett, letters by Ed Dukeshire, which is a name I've seen a few times. Actually. Yeah, yeah, he's done like he did um, Bush, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I know from. Hmm. Uh, cover art by Tom Coker, um, developed by Kevin Gardner and Sean Lewis. Now, what is survival? Well, I'm not going to tell you what the um, the short elevator pitch line was um, because I think that sort of spoils it a little bit. Um, the synopsis, <laughs> when Emma Reed journeyed back to her hometown in Alaska, she was expecting little more than a tense family reunion at the annual military alumni get-together. You know that, you know that old... Uh, I'm always at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But early that morning, a plane crash landed in the thick woods near the mountain and the creature within brings an ancient terror to the last American frontier and will turn this unspoiled wilderness into a killing ground. So it's an action horror, basically, of um, it's not a spoiler to say that this is vampires because it says it pretty much got it directly from the tin. In fact, there's the V of the survival logo um, has that kind of it's even got that kind of design. You kind of know where that's going to go. Mm. I was trying... I guess I, I was trying to think, why is it called Survival? But then it hasn't so much said it in the first issue, but it is those sort of like survivalists, you know, those those like the military combat. It is literally just a camp where, and you only see them briefly, but they're all there with their guns and their, they've got like their um, well, the gazebos all sat around. You know, they've got their big four by fours. You know the sort of um, crowd that we're necessarily talking about. Probably NRA members, one and all. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but she's going back, and um, but sh- she was in the actual military, and she's she's so you immediately start off with this main character, who I presume we're going to follow through the whole series, um, driving back to see her family. But she's she's a bit concerned about it, strained relationships. Um, but then, basically, it's almost like a, I want to say a vampiric outbreak kicks off. Um, cutting festivities, uh, for want of a better term, short. But there's more to it than that. Um, the book immediately starts with... Um, it's got a horror movie sort of setup. Two kids finding a crashed plane. Um, and they ride there on their bicycles. You know, that classic sort of teenagers riding bikes. Um, and they find basically the main villain, I think, who's there, who um, isn't like a Nosferatu-like character. I think there are other sort of vampire-like characters, but there's clearly... A big bad in it seems to be slightly military dressed in his in his own way, um, but it gives no hints as to who he is right now. But it's interesting because before there is an attack on this um, these survivalist sort of pack, but one of the things that kicks off the attack, which I thought was quite interesting, is it's not all the all these vampires coming out of the trees straight away. You see this big bad. He's in the trees with a sniper rifle. You know he's I mean? in the trees. What's he's in the from? trees. <laughs> trees. Yeah. So is that hands of love. Hands of love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it is. Immediately, I thought that's quite unusual, you know, because normally when whenever vampires are treated in thing, you know, it's like they have no need for weapons, do they? It's just fangs and claws, and there is a bit of that. There certainly is a bit of that. Mm. But you're yeah. seeing this main guy like military trained like firing the sniper rifle i thought oh this is this could be a bit more to this mm. um another thing that, that struck me is a lot of this happens in the day so there's um 
so you're already sort of dispensed with some of the the cliches of a vampire fiction um and there you can see people having blood transfusions and it sort of ends it ends on a good cliffhanger that maybe want issue two which is on sale um at the beginning of june um and the, the narration there's narration in it which is a little little more we're seeing the action in the present but the narration seems to be a letter from the future does that make sense we're, we're looking back yeah on right okay so, yeah okay yeah. that's nice yeah. that's a nice dynamic yeah nice mm. dynamic way yeah. to tell a story i think yeah 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 um the art is is great there are moments it's so clean and crisp it's nice to see like the bright sunshine but also in some some ways it makes certain scenes very sterile um in some some ways um maybe that's how does it may sound the color colors are nice but i think this would have been a lovely black and white book maybe black and white with a splash of red for the you know for their blood itself and things like that um because you have some you know a wild a, a large patch of green for the grass you know where they're having this meet up and it's just a big you know because there's no texture on it um it's just characters like it could be it looks like nothing do you know what i mean it just looks like a a sea of green it's it's hard to explain but um but the characters are all designed well there's it moves at a certain pace um it does something this is one thing one slight thing have you ever had a book sometimes that you're thoroughly enjoying it and then there's just something that takes you out of that scene for a brief second yeah man from from yeah. from a but not in a sort of not necessarily in a story but just a a delivery you know the the way yeah. that they've done something um and this is something i've seen in a few comics actually um this could be down to um you know communication script to artist etc this scene that i i really enjoyed about the, the vampire being a sniper and he's just firing into this crowd of people and it's all kicking off you see um this the main woman's father you know who's like bit of a badass and so he immediately says there's a sniper get down and you see like a a big um bit of typography saying boom so you know that shots are there and the next panel on the top of one of the pages he's being shot in the shoulder right he's pushed someone down on the ground so he saved their life he's being shot in the shoulder and suddenly it hasn't taken him down um and he's you can see the blood splatter from his shoulder. He even looks like he's screaming something, um, and he could be barking orders. You know, he could just be a badass and taking it and just barking orders. That would be cool. But the lettering itself is just a standard um, speech bubble that okay. says a standard speech bubble that just says "We've got some unfriendlies." Yeah, so they're trying to fit too much into a single panel there. Aren't yeah, they? It's, yeah. Uh, it's um, so it's sort of I was thinking, oh. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the art. There's certainly almost nothing wrong with, um, you know, what's being said. But it's that moment that just kind of sort of. There's ways of doing stuff, you know, about fitting yeah. stuff into a panel, and it's something that we all we all negotiate, don't we, when we're making a comment? Yes, yeah. it is something of a jigsaw. I was thinking about it today actually, and I think one of the best examples I've seen of it was something I read on Vanguard today. Was when you do the multiple punching in that one scene, Dan. Oh, you yes, do it, that You know, I mean, that could be a page of punching, but you do it so <laughs> well because it's bang, 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 like, like this, isn't it? Yeah. You know, 
But I think sometimes you can do it. But what you've got there is you've got almost three things going on. You've got saving the life, being shot, and trying to say something as well. Yeah. And the, trying to fit multiple things into a panel like that doesn't work. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're the the writer putting that, and you're the artist, you got to come up to it and say, "Look, this isn't working here. Can we retool yeah. it?" Or yeah. yeah. Re- I mean, it's, it's, it a, it's a tense way. page, and like lots of things are moving. I just sent you a um, picture of it. On oh, sent three. If it was me, I'd have put the I'd have put the the, the words in before or yeah. after. I think probably before. Yeah. You know. And there's not even a sort of like. An, yeah, it doesn't make a, sense. It's not even him going ah. Do you know what I mean? You see the action and see what I mean. It, it sort of. It makes yeah. you know the art is very capable. It it's out of sync as well because he's on the right of the panel. You've got him being shot first, and him yeah. pushing her down next, and then him saying that he should be saying that before he gets shot because that's the motivation for yeah. him to push the girl on the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. If you cut it, so so the panel is he's crouched going over the girls and he's getting shot in the shoulder. And he says we got some unfriendlies. If you just said we got some unfriendlies, they're shooting over and then like. A dash to indicate that he's been cut off mid sentence. At least that would indicate he's yeah. talking and then yeah. he's been interrupted. Yeah. But yeah. when it's just like, yeah, I'm just getting shot and they're going to say, oh, you've got some unfriendlies. Yeah. There's also, <laughs> um, you have like when the first shot goes off, it, there's a big sort of um, bit of copy that says boom. So we know that mm. fires have been, uh, yeah. shots been fired. During the rest of the scene, there's no other sort of sound effects that doesn't happen again it's almost like there's there's one shot there's in fact that boom is the only it's, it's a comic uh, i think about it, there's not always loads of sound effects in it so okay. it's sort of okay you know they maybe could have uh helped a little bit more i think i mean mm. i mean don't get me wrong these are criticisms after the fact um, yeah yeah of course yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed the comic book but there is those sort of moments where you know, it's fascinating to look back and go, "Well, I would have done that." You know, I don't, I don't want to backseat drive comics because they're hard enough work as it is. But there's just those little moments where, if there's something impactful, like it's never happened to me, but I imagine being shot in the shoulder with a sniper rifle probably zings a bit. Yeah, uh, that's the <laughs> little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Take a few ibuprofen for that. Yeah, at least so, makes you hesitate or stutter a little bit. You yeah, yeah. But then when you identify this and you think, right, okay, let's think of, if I do this going forward, I've got to make sure that I'm not doing that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've got to take that into account. Yeah. And we've all fucked up making comics. And oh, we're, man. Oh, we're yeah. always Every day. Yeah. 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 And I, like I say, like the action in the rest of it, it is very sort of, it feels very real and kinetic and the way that figures move, that there's a just a, the art's great in it. It was just that one moment and I thought, oh, just highlight that. You know, just something to bear Yeah, it's worth bear, talking about, man. Yeah, wor- yeah, worth bearing in mind if you have like a powerful bit of artwork. Be careful about your dialogue around it um, mm. because it could belittle the power of what's actually happening. Yeah. Um, but be that as it may, um, I'm, I'll be back for Survival 2 at the beginning of June. Nice. Um, yeah, cool. Just to see, it just sounds to like see it's your street. Yeah, it's, yeah, it seems like it's, uh, I mean, vampires you've got to do something a little bit different with them and I think that it's the setting that they've got um, they're not necessarily painting it it's, it's interesting set of characters so I'm interested to see how they're going to write these yeah. Um, so yeah survival number one from Dark Horse Dark Horse who are putting out some very interesting books don't sleep they on are Dark Horse yeah, we've done a few Dark, recently yeah don't sleep on Dark Horse people you know because um, I think they're putting out some good stuff and that's my one Okay, Tony, what's yours? Uh, last one. Last one came through from the um, reviewed tsunami, as we refer to it, um, that came through. So one of the books from that. Um, this is Sam Sara issue one. It's thirty six pages, full color, published by Marcosia. 
written by Sriram Swaminathan, illustrated by John Henry Esteban. Um, I couldn't find any credits in the comic, uh, and bizarrely, there's not a copyright notice. So I'm guessing this is some kind of sort of pre-print file that I got sent through. Okay. Um, I actually had to go searching for the artist's name because Sriram didn't put it in the email to us, um, and I had to sort of figure out who did what. There was no credits inside um, or on the Marcosia or the drive through Comics pages, or I think the Comixology page as well. Um, on the cover, there's a guy called um, Mariam, or a person called Mariam Yasser Farouk. Um, I don't know what that person does. Maybe colorist or letterer, maybe. Maybe editor. I'm not sure. Um, so come on, credit where credit's due when, when you're doing this sort of thing. I think it would have been um, made my job a bit easier. Uh, it's four issues of a 12 issue. This is the first of four issues, which forms volume one of a 12 issue run. So I'm guessing it's four issues, four issues, four issues. So a three volume run um, in a, in a series. Um, it's uh, it's it genuinely like a massive grand epic. Um, there's multiple characters and groups of characters, and it's set in a land called Aria, which is an imagined fantasy environment that ins- is inspired by the India of the 1600s. Um, there's a holy crusade going on type group of characters, and there are sort of various factions who are pitted in war and aggression and politics against each other, both from inside and outside of the, of the, the Aria lands. Um, one of the main characters is called uh, Laksh- Lakshman, and he is the human host for a much-discussed world serpent. Um, very much a setup issue. Saying that it, it doesn't fail in providing action as well, so it does. You know, we see some of these setup issues that are just a lot of talking heads and yep. people driving to a town or landing a plane or something. But this one actually does. It, it does push it on. 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 I think you'll probably need a card index to work out who each person is. And what they're doing by the end, by the time you reach the end of the 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 saga, I don't think that's a bad thing. Though I think people are used to that now with Game of Thrones. I just kept having to look fucking Game of Thrones up on Wikipedia because I lost track of who it was who. But it's kind of the coolness, <laughs> now, isn't it? You know, um, it's a big meaty read. Um, I would have liked maybe a slightly different structure, but it's definitely a brave endeavor. Um, there's an opening sequence um, which I sent to you guys, which is kind of like telling the legend of what is going on so this sort of backstory of the magical legend that's going on and what they do is they do it as if it's being read off a sandstone like you know like i don't know the nearest things do it, like like hieroglyphics almost or okay you know and they do it off that but it's all done in this really muddy brown look to it um and i i honestly i if it hadn't been for me reviewing this i probably wouldn't have made my way through it. i would have skipped it um, it, yeah. it comes off as a little dull. I think maybe what you maybe could have done was dropped us straight into one of the battles to start with and mm. then gone back and talked about it. He's trying to juggle a lot in this. Um, solid art. Um, there's a couple of transitions or there's a number of transitions between panels that I think we need, he needs, they need to think about. Um, there's too many something just happens moments. Does that make sense? Mm. With no lead in. You know, comics is a sequential series of images that provide a story. And I think just showing things rather than a story of things happening, I think sometimes is a mistake. They meant um, it's got definitely got a long eye on a, on a much bigger story. And I give them absolutely brilliant credit for that. I think it's a good th- I like that. I like they did it. I'm not sure if it was the file I got. We got sent through, but it's quite low res. So a lot of the um, 
there's a sort of fuzziness to some of the images, which I think I probably need to see a sharper copy of it. Um, and it doesn't have a next, doesn't end with anything. So the last page is just the last page of the file. It doesn't say. Uh, okay. I presume it's just like a print file then, well, like a yeah review thing or something, not the actual thing. I hope yeah, not. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah, I do genuinely hope not because um, he's, he's trying to do something, I think, here. Yeah. Um, th there's there's all the obvious criticism of credit where credit's due and think about how a comic works. And, and there's some narrative structure issues. I don't think he should have gone in for like four or five pages of just this sort of muddy brown history thing going on at the start. I'd done something differently. But yeah, credit to credit for you. I know um, he, he very kindly sent it through. I think it's going somewhere. It's nice to see us stretching the bounds of what a fantasy story is. You know, yeah. we're all often too often just caught up in a wood with a load of elves, aren't we? I mean, this sort of, this sort of thing I like. Um, you can get copies at Comixology, Drive Through Comics, or you can go and have a look at it at the Marcosius site. Um, yeah, so that's my next one, my second one, my last one, Samsara issue one. Can I make a, a shout about that? Like, if you're sending out review copies like that, it's always worth like attaching something to the book, like saying this is a work in progress or this is a, 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 a an early copy or something. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes, yeah. like this instance, I might have got that review copy in send it on to you guys but the accompanying email doesn't go with it so you don't know yeah there was an email with it yeah there was an email with it i think yeah. and it did explain what it was about which is where i took the, the name of the land from and stuff like that you know but it, it does explain it however um i think right let's just for a second pretend i don't know anything about computers guys the um he yeah. sent the e <laughs> he sent the email it had the comics attached to it rather than a link to a google drive so there's i'm guessing there's only so much of a file size you can send on an email like that does that make sense it can, yeah, yeah, it can yeah, be. Yeah. I, I, usually with like a Google email as well, if it's over like 25 meg, I think it immediately puts it to a, a Google Drive link. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it might have been better as a Google Drive link, I think, maybe. But yeah, it just sort of slightly fuzzy. I was reading on just a normal iPad and um, it was coming over as a, you know, a bit blurry here and there. But that's, mm. that's you know, it's yeah. not like that in the, the proper sale. Yeah. That's nobody's bother. But the um, yeah, that's my second one. There you go, guys. There you go. Nice. Lots of stuff to check out, to think about, and generally just enjoy the world of comics, as always. Mm. That's what we aim to tell you about every week, and we hope you have enjoyed this week's episode and all that came within it. Um, my brain seems to have sorted itself out from the absolute mess it was at the start of the show. <laughs> Drunk again. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> Man, <laughs> having a few drinks in the blazing sun is a killer. That's me yeah. done. Oh, God, yeah. Having a few drinks these days for me is rubbish. Yeah. I had four... Uh, or um, espresso martinis in a restaurant this week as a fucking mess. Not only was I drunk, but I also couldn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God, and it's uh, it's never good when you've had too much to drink and you can't sleep properly. I know. And you can yeah. feel the alcohol leaving your system. Yeah, and the it's caffeine. The worst. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, uh, you, <laughs> should, you should write a book about it. Huh? Me and my mate, we sit in this. We go to this same Indian. Right, meet up every couple of weeks. Go to this same Indian and have a meal. And the waitress just turns up and giggles at us because we're like a couple of old bastards. I remember last time my Doesn't mate was telling like... the wait. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> last time my mate was telling the waitress about it, how he'd just seen the doctor, and the doctor had said he had the knees of a much younger man. Which is like, <laughs> yeah, where'd you go with that? I know. Why? Yeah. 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 <laughs> there, there you go. go. Look after your knees, everyone. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Um, and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode and everything that we talked about. If there's anything uh, you want us to discuss on it, upcoming shows if you've got any uh, charity events if you've got any local uh comics 
indie events, small press events, and this goes worldwide. Where no matter where you are in the world, we'll shout yeah. out about it. We will. So it's not. Yeah. Not, that's just not UK based. Just let us know, and we will shout out about your event. Oh, and, and thanks to everyone who who fucking shouted about my kick, mine and mm. Valpies and everyone's kickstart this week. Yeah. Uh, it is really kind. I still really time to back it. it. Yeah. yeah, there is, and I, I really, I honestly, every time I see someone, some people have done it a number of times. I was thinking, oh, mm. fucking, ain't that nice? Mm. You know what I mean, yeah. It's all about really bring, like, bringing the niceness in the world. Yeah. If you want yeah. people to shout out about your Kickstarter, return the favour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shout out about other people's Kickstarter. So you've sitting there thinking, why is someone talking about mine? It's like, well, you know, scratch each other's backs here. Do you yes. know what encouraged me to talk about someone's Kickstarter? If they've got a genuine, unfettered love for comics. Yeah. yeah. That's what encourages me. And if you're on the Slack, I'll, I'll yeah, promote you. Get you. It. you get it if you're on the Slack. Yeah. Let's get that on T-shirts. The Slack channel. <laughs> The Slack channel, which of course you you are free to join, um, it's a wonderful community of people on there. Just get in touch. The Awesome Comics Podcast Slack group. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. what the actual address is for it. We have to sort. Oh, of just out, but... message one of us and we'll get the link to you. It's yes. easy. Yes. It's the yeah. nicest place ever. Yeah. So friendly. There's lots yeah. of different uh, sort of groups and channels for different topics of conversation. Or if you just crowdfunding, keep, if you just want to keep yeah, the yeah, conversation of this episode going, or any of the books, or anything that we've talked about in comics. Please keep the conversation going because that's how we keep comics alive. There's a channel for that. Yeah. 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 And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, there's several different ways you can do it. You can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media at the awesome pod. I've just shouted out the Slack channel, so there you go. Just yeah, join it again. Fine. It's how much I care. And uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to, it, listening to us, whether it was on the website, awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please... Just say something nice or subscribe. Mm. Helps get the word out about this show and everyone and that listens every, everything we talk about and every week and the comics that we talk about. If you listen to us on any other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on, Tony? We're also on the Pod Network called This Week. I was reading a lot of new DC and Marvel books and they've encouraged me to side with AI. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You're, you're obsolete, old man. Oh, uh, they're, they're so bad. I think AI could do right, it. Tony, yeah. Right, Tony. <laughs> right. Let, let's just. I just want to say, uh, hand grenade thrown. Tony. Yeah. Has well, that's just the podcast he was listening to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he. What he's just said does not necessarily <laughs> <laughs> reflect. We do not, we do not condone or. <laughs> <his actions>. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, fucking okay. picture I got sent for you with the robot, the comic cover. And he goes, you're you're now obsolete, human. And he's <laughs> obsolete, he's nuts, Tin Man. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean God. it. Everyone knows. Uh, yes, joke. yes, yes. Satire. And if you want yeah. more of that. Uh, but they were shit. Genuinely comic, <laughs> comic, positive comic book content. Then where can people find us online, etc., Tony? Uh, thank you for asking, Vincenzo. You can find us for another 10 days on the... Uh, uh, the Dirty Basement 1 and 2 Kickstarter. Mm. Lovely. Dan? You can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic and you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. Uh, I mean, you're on a roll, Dan. It's just, uh, it's, I mean, the yeah. intensity. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Well, we was musing today, weren't we, Tony, that there's uh, the Lethal Legion comic that's not too lethal, but... <laughs> calling this... it... <laughs> Honestly, if you're going to call a comic the Lethal Legion... Don't then do all the publicity for it. It's got loads of hijinks in it. Hijinks. It's not very fucking lethal, yeah. is it? 
Stealing <laughs> stealing pies that are cooling on windowsills. Yeah. Knocking <laughs> on <laughs> neighbours' doors and running off. <laughs> Scrubbing <laughs> oh, oh, isn't this <laughs> lethal? <laughs> oh dear. There's a there's a comic book in there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you can find me on social media at Justin Diablo. Thank you very much for listening as always. Um whenever you listened or wherever you listen. Um, uh, once again, a big shout out to everyone that's just started listening to this show. We yeah, our numbers Hello. bump up a little bit, and we hope you're enjoying large. it. Yeah. So, uh, join us next week for more uh, comic book chat. And uh, who knows? Who knows what you might learn? Well, one thing you you'll definitely learn is that the three of us are completely unprofessional every week. But yeah, yeah. That's why we get people on who actually know what they're talking about. Anyway, we're taking, their, taking their money for this so we can be a professional to like. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly, like. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you complain, you can fuck off. Yeah, yeah. We're about to do, <laughs> we're about to do some uh, <laughs> we're about to do some drugs and uh, figure out what to do with our lives. But and finger <laughs> our bottoms. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot, Tony. Yeah, I told you I'm bringing it back. Yeah, being sexy back. Mm. Bringing fingering back. That was going to be the alternative title of that song. Right. Okay. Um. I can. I know where this episode's going. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so join us next week. Folks. Held off quite a bit there. Look well, at that. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Did quite well. Thank you. Um, thank you for listening. Wherever you are in the world, we hope you're happy, healthy, reading, enjoying the comics you're reading, because that's what we're in it in it for. Mm. And wherever you are, then uh, I think where is she? What should they be doing, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Bye, everyone. Finger palms. See you later. <laughs> Finger those palms. Do it now. How do we do it now? <laughs> <laughs>